The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. People are splurging out on retail and hospitality, but for those who are homeless, this time of year can be particularly difficult. And our reporter Josh Crosby has been meeting with those who are living on the streets, and he's with me in studio. Josh, good morning. Good morning, Pat. So uh, the temperature is uh, dropping, although it's not as cold as we might expect for December. But tonight it'll be cold, that's for sure. And there'll still be people sleeping in tents on the streets. There will be, Pat. And look, this is always and sadly will always be the case for whatever personal reasons. Each and every reason will be different, but it's just a fact that some homeless will choose to sleep rough. We covered the emergency hostels on this programme only last month and some are doing fantastic work. But there are other locations where people would rather, they prefer not to stay in. But I've been walking the streets both north side and south side the past few evenings and early mornings. I counted 16 tents. Now, this is not a truly accurate figure of how many people are sleeping in those tents, but it just shows how prevalent the crisis is. You walk up Grafton Street, the main shopping street of our country, there are tents. You walk metres away from this radio station. There are tents around the corner from the GPO, along the canals. And I can assure you, I miss some, if not quite a few. I saw one with a bicycle locked up beside it, another with a pram. Now, the pram might be used to move belongings, mm-hmm. but, it, but it just shows that people are living these, in these tents, going about their daily lives, and this is what they have to use for shelter. I met with one woman, Margaret, who, who's sleeping in a tent on her own, just off Henry Street. She's been on the streets since 2020, when the father of her children died. Now, just before we play this clip, firstly, I want to say there are some sounds in the background from, from another group who are sleeping in a tent next to Margaret but more so she brings up a, a personal experience which some listeners may find distressing Margaret says she tries to keep to herself but she can get hassled by others I'm not doing anything wrong they're very loud they drink a lot they cause problems and is there a reason why you pick like a busy area is it you feel safer is there's cameras um, there's security here there's guards always prowling routing down if they do threaten to move you do you manage to get another tent somewhere or? oh I just pack it up and just move but it's not easy like you know constantly moving yeah and I see you have a few layers on but yeah. it's going to get colder so yeah, what's it's the it's going to snow do you bother with the hostels or oh I stayed in hostels uh, they're not all what they're cracked up to be there's lots of people doing drugs in there like I don't do like I smoke cigarettes tobacco but that's it over the next few weeks now will you try to get in somewhere or I don't think so no plans for Christmas? No, just going to the RDS and, you know, just uh, for Christmas. The Christmas dinner? Yeah. Taking it one day as it comes? Yeah. And would you ever consider leaving Dublin? Maybe no. Would it be easier access into the house? No, I like Dublin. Like, it's hard, but I made it my home. And home here now is... Yeah. And I made this my home. My friends here and people on stalls are very nice to me. Like, I don't cause problems. Yeah. I'm very respectful yeah, to... I can see that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Margaret, you're a woman. Yeah. You're here by yourself. Like, that must be... Oh, it's not safe out here. Like, there's fellas that think that they're your fella and they're not. Has the tent ever been approached? Like, Oh, I have. I have been pinned in the tent by a fella trying to have sex with me. And I punched him in the church. Like, I went like that with a palm my hand just to defend myself. You tried to get into the tent? Yeah. It must be difficult to try and close your eyes and go asleep. Yeah, I normally locks myself in it. Bad luck? Yeah. Like, there's the luck I have. Right. There's Do you lock. put that around the little zip? Yeah, I put that on the zip and lock myself in. So, Christmas Day in the RDS, but yeah. further ahead than that, are there any hopes or dreams or plans? Oh, I'm planning to just get a place, but it's not easy when you're on the streets and you don't have a job. One of the many homeless people living on the streets of Dublin this Christmas. Now, Josh, we know the numbers are rising, but the pressures on accommodation services are also increasing with the migrant crisis. So, what's the latest in terms of capacity? 
Yes, Pat. So it was only last week that the government had to seize offering the state accommodation to those coming here as international protection applicants. The capacity had run out and since then there have been more than 185 new arrivals unaccommodated at one point or another. Now, those figures will be updated again today. They're updated on Tuesdays and Fridays, which we will provide across our news network. But just to remind the listeners of the the pressures the state is under when it comes to finding beds and and roofs, the latest official figures show there were 13,179 people accessing emergency accommodation in October, including almost 4,000 children. Now, Josh, these are the people in hotels, in B&Bs, these, you know, state-provided accommodation. What about people who are living on the streets? Yes, Pat, but that, I suppose, just paints you a picture of how the pressures are, are coming from all angles and the knock-on effect that is having on impacting those sleeping rough. Now, I contacted the Dublin Region Homeless Executive to, to see what the official count for rough sleepers is at the moment, and I was told it will be publishing the November rough sleeper count in the coming days. When I asked about capacity within the, the homeless services, the charities, the NGOs throughout the city, I was told there is space and that accommodation offers are made regularly by the outreach team. But back to the added pressures on the system, Pat, I went down to the International Protection Office and there was a queue of men from different countries waiting to go in and have their meeting inside uh, as they've just arrived and there there was only one tent around the corner and it was weighed down on on each corner with with big rocks because of course Pat these tents they're not designed to be placed on concrete footpaths so this was just around the corner from the International Protection Office but I got talking to one man there Hola he he wanted to go by his nickname he's originally from Nigeria he spent some months in the UK before coming here but he says he feels Ireland is a safer country Just roaming around the streets no place for me to, to be why I observe that island is a nice area to be. It is like a place where you can walk freely. You have no issue, no problem. Island is okay by me, man. So what, you've had to just roam the streets? Did you get a tent or sleeping bag? Or? No, I've not been sleeping since three days now. You just haven't slept? No, no, i never slept since three days. Did you find somewhere at night to lay your head or anything or somewhere no, dry? No, or? no, no. I've written down my name inside the office, but I don't want to go far because I don't know the assistant that will issue me from now. You don't want to lose your place in the queue? I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. That's why I'm here. And how was your journey from Nigeria? Did you come straight to Ireland or were you in Europe already? Or I passed through Bevis. Where? Bevis. Belfast? Yeah. Belfast. Oh, so you came to the UK first? Yeah, yeah England yeah. first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then over to Belfast? To, to Belfast, yeah. yeah. And then what, you got a bus down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how, I just how long were you in England before you went to Belfast? Uh, I think two months. Was it good? Did you like it, living there? It's not bad, really, but the street of London is, is not safe like here. You feel safer in Dublin? Ah, I feel safe, very, very safe. Although I haven't rest for some period, but I feel safe, better than London. You know, I was having issue of attack in my country, so it's not safe. My family, I couldn't find my family, nobody, so I just have to move myself. I wasn't feel safe. Before the election, you know, there were riots in my, in my hometown, so I couldn't stay. I can't find anybody, so I don't want to lose myself. I don't want to lose my life as well. And what are you being told now about being provided with accommodation? What are they saying to you? Uh, they ask me to wait. The, a taxi is coming to come and pick me. So I don't know what might happen next, really. But I just have to keep my hope. I stick to my hope, man. So that was one of the newly arrived asylum seekers outside the International Protection Office having entered the country via Belfast. Um, what about those 
who are providing the supports then, uh, Josh, you know, the sleeping bags that we see in the doorways. Yeah, so look, we know there are numerous soup runs operating every night of the week across the city. You have volunteers coming up from as far as Port Leash to cart soup and sandwiches around to those in need. I walked through the town last night and there were two different groups handing out food outside the GPO. One was a church group made up of all different nationalities. The man I got talking to there was originally from Nigeria himself. He only arrived in Ireland three months ago, but, but he told me he wanted to help the community. But I must tell you something, Pat, that stopped me in my tracks as I was walking up Grafton Street. So you're surrounded by busy shops, customers waiting down with their shopping bags and mm. people rushing under the Christmas lights and then just at the corner of one of the side streets two men sitting there having their hair cut they were there with, the, with their cloaks as you would when you're getting your hair cut in the barbers and there was lights set up so the barbers could see what they were doing and I got talking to the owner of Temple Oak Barbers Mark Brady there he was saying they come in every few weeks and offer a haircut to anyone who needs one and look you can, you can imagine what it does for people's confidence but it was just a real contrasting sight to see among the, the excess of Christmas spending but I also popped down to the lighthouse on Pier Street where they give out lunch and dinner every day of the week. I met with Aubrey McCarthy, who's the chair of Tiglin, which the Lighthouse Centre is under. Aubrey says they provide a warm space for people to eat, charge their phones, and they even have entertainment now in the lead-up to Christmas. We've been doing this for 16 years. Uh, Usually we'd be feeding about 60 to 80 a day, but in the last maybe 12 months we've been feeding anywhere up between 300 to 500 every single day. So tonight now you'll see anywhere between 200 and 300 coming through the doors. And that's just one service? That's just one one city in the country? Absolutely, that's just one service. So what are some of the items in demand now, this time of year in particular? Well, before we'd always have toiletries and clothing that would last us maybe a week or two downstairs. Now we're going through, within 48 hours, we're going through our supplies. So we are resupplying ourselves, restocking every every 48 hours. So as you can see, uh, we have a, a clothing area. So people queue up and then we'll, we'll ask them, what are their measurements? What can, we, what can we get them? Do they need socks, jocks, uh, shoes, coats, etc.? Then they go downstairs into the supply store and they'll get the sizes that we need. You'll also see we're giving hot food at the counter here. And then we have a coffee and tea uh, station as well. We keep a emergency supplies of sleeping bags and tents where possible but they go through so quickly so we're always caught for the likes of those and when you walk around town you still see tents on the, on the footpaths at this time of year like people still have their own personal issues and not going to hostels some people have their own personal issues and they don't like hostels and some people are trying to keep clean from drugs and they feel by going into hostels they'll be mixing with people that are selling drugs however other people are they have no alternative we had people today uh, six people coming from the IPO and, and they've just arrived in Ireland and they have been told to come to the lighthouse for help so we don't have any more accommodation the accommodation that we have is full uh, so all we can do is give them emergency supplies and a hot dinner and what would you like to see to be rolled out now that we don't see the number of tents on the streets well housing 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 we have a hundred thousand extra refugees coming into Ireland so we need a coalition of minds to get together and really think how we can solve this. The empty buildings, the apartments overall, the shops in Dublin, the Baggett Street Hospital, all of that, bring it all to the table and have a meeting of minds. As the chair of Tiglin, Aubrey McCarthy. Uh, what about those, though, who are Christmas shopping and they're passing by uh, those tents or people huddled in doorways? Is uh, the contrast of living standards acknowledged. Mm. This is it, Pat, isn't it? The, the haves and the have not. A feature of society that's been around for a very long time, but it's sad to say that when you have such levels of anything, be it homelessness or wealth, it can be, start to become normalised and there's an acceptance, even an expectation now when you come into town. But when you have so much spending at this time of year, 
beer, the Christmas parties, the, the high-end shops. There's a striking contrast on, on how we'll spend the next few days. We heard Margaret at the start saying she'll go to the RDS for her dinner, while others will go to five-star hotels. And there's nothing wrong with that. Fair juice to them. But I did want to hear how people felt about the, the homelessness across the country right now. And it doesn't sit right with a lot of people. I work in town, so it's just all the time, just noticeably in the last, I would say, probably four or five years. And do you think it becomes normalised then in a way if you're seeing... It does, yeah, it does, because particularly around the area, South William Street, Drury Street, Wicklow Street, Exchequer Street, there's a lot of homeless people that you get to know, you know the faces. You know the faces, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you feel guilty, you really do. You know, you think you have worries, you know, and then you see these poor people, you know, on the street and uh, yeah, it's it's really sad, you know, it's heartbreaking. You're in shopping for the day, have yeah. you noticed an increase? In- Absolutely, a tenfold increase, what it was five years ago even. Tents popping up everywhere, every roundabout, any green patch seems to have one, any doorway seems to have one knocking around, tents everywhere. I think I was here yesterday and as the shops closed, you know, people were already kind of taking the doorways and that to sleep in and that. So yeah, there were a lot of homeless last night, just already at six, seven o'clock, kind of grabbing their space. As you look around now, like there's thousands being spent in the shops in the lead up to Christmas, and I be doing my shopping, you're doing your shopping. Like it shows that there's a, a big gap there, isn't there? No, no, I think that's unfair. I think people are entitled to earn their money and yeah. spend it as they want. You know, the, the homeless problem is actually easily solved. You know, you take all the homeless charities that are out there, amalgamate them into one. You have one chief executive, and you start spending it on buying housing. I live in town. Oh, you live in the city centre. Yeah. yeah. Has there been a noticeable increase in homeless people? Along? It has. I think you. Yeah. And it's, it would break your heart. I don't know what to do about it, to be honest with you. Do you think is the, the gap in society getting wider? It's very hard to say, to be honest with you. There are different gaps, aren't there? We should not be saying that's fine to see them sleeping out and that. There is a bit that you, you want to kind of just pretend it doesn't there, but it is. It is absolutely, and it is very in your face. And, and it should be in, in your face because we should all know about it. Some shoppers in Dublin giving their reaction to the growing homeless crisis ending that report from Josh Crosby. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.